The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth-wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in a Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never had before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. I can't see you guys, so I have no idea what Mello was doing. Something, like always. Something. Something like Just always. Ma- making Just his keep water. It professional. Um, right on. Make, making his water. Oh, the Kool Aid. Is that the Kool Aid? That's the famous Kool Aid, yeah. It's is it really Kool Aid? Yeah, it really is. Look, but. Like, isn't... See that? See that? Not clear? Zero, Zero calories. calories. <laughs> but, yeah. So, for, the reason I knew that was because Big Country posted a video of him on Twitter, and the best part of that, he's like, Zero calories, leave me alone. I was like, Oh, okay, well, I did not know that was a big deal. Know, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura had their thing that like went viral yeah, over him drinking Kool Aid every day. Well, I, I'm pretty good about drinking water. It was my New Year's resolution, but uh, the other day my girls were drinking it, and they had that little thing that I just had. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to try it out. It's really good. It, like, it's been a minute since I've had Kool-Aid. It's good. It still holds up over time. And it's zero calorie. I'm not, like, saying that it's healthy for you, but... Right. It's I mean, calorie. it's zero calories. It's zero calories. You don't want to drink your calories, right? No. It's not like, unless you know, it's alcohol. That old packet of Kool-Aid that you used to have where you're just yeah. putting loads and loads of sugar in it, like we did yeah. as children, but yeah. You think Probably still not good for you. Well, if Kool-Aid would like to sponsor this podcast, they can, but our oh, presented yeah. sponsor is Manscaped. And I got to tell you guys, you know who should really make sure they're invested in Manscaped? Professional baseball pitchers, because they are dropping <laughs> trowel like nobody's business to prove they don't have sticky stuff, which is just very hilarious and very I feel entertaining. like Manscaped helps with the sticky stuff, too. You know, if you keep it nice and groomed and use Ooh, that Oh, they could, no they could actually do ball deodorant. deodorant and see if that helps. They have Ooh. It. 
Yeah. We Ooh, no no no. Uh, we should see if that helps with grip. The manscape that would be a I can test new it way because you it's can't like really a lotion, test that. Though, so I doubt it. I they can adjust. But you know, like sunscreen and rosin will do it. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's use two guys twenty. If you're listening, any professional baseball players, please right. use that code and and help. And they us have out. the Garrett lawnmower four point now, they which what? is nice. Lawnmower four point It has oh. the flashlight still, still waterproof, uh, but it has uh, more guards, so more length options. I also feel like more of an ergonomic design. It feels better in my hand than <laughs> the lawnmower. The I was trying. I was saying how well ergonomic was going to go for you because um, Matt had dental work done yeah. this morning and his mouth is a little numb on one side. So ergonomic, I was curious how that was going to work. I don't know if you can tell. I really can't tell. I can't. I'm the worst at that, though. Good. Like, and I'm I'm very perceptive. I, I pick up on small changes. But even when I was talking to you this morning, not over a call, I couldn't tell. Good. Hey, Good. That's if I start thing. drooling or look like I've had a stroke, mm-hmm. it's just dental work. <laughs> or the numbness could wear off mid-show, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I can talk. So I'm going to let Mel and Paige do most of the lifting today. Hey. I just talk through it. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be fine. But we are talking about your favorite guy, Tom Brady, to start things off. He was on HBO's show, The Shop, and basically said there was a team that didn't show interest towards the end of his decision. And he said, you're going to stick with that mf'er to quote him. Um... What quarterback do you guys think he was throwing shade at? I think I know where Matt's going to go with this, but I'll let you guys go first. I think it was Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. I think it's it's the Bears. I think that there were a lot of rumors with Tom Brady last year being close to the Bears in that roster. And I think that, like, with Jimmy Garoppolo, it was probably more of a, like, okay, I know that guy, but I don't think he would come out and be like, oh, you're going to stick with that mother. I guess we're trying to say less F-words. But that's why I think it's Trubisky. I think that he probably looked at Jimmy G and was like, this guy's coming off of a Super Bowl run. There, there's a lot of reasons why you would want to stick with that guy. Yeah. But I, I think it's the Bears, and I think it's Mitch Trubisky of like, really, you're going you're gonna to stay with that? Like, you're choosing Mitch Trubisky for another year over me. Tom Brady, like, are, are we serious? <laughs> Is that what we're doing here? And so that's what I, I think will happen with that. I just like to think that Tom Brady was like, I want to go home to Northern California. I'm a free agent. And the fact that the Niners are like, well, we just went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. We only threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game, but, like, we're good at the position. When some people were saying at that time that they weren't good at the position. So I could just see Tom being like, you're sticking with my backup instead of me? And But honestly, like, other than, like, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers— there aren't very many teams that can sit back right now and be like, yeah, you know, we feel pretty good about the fact that we didn't go yeah. after Tom Brady. A lot of teams look really stupid for not going after Tom. Yeah, they would have. he would have helped anyone. I know another rumor was the Raiders, and I think that also sort of makes sense a little bit as well just because of who their quarterback is. But, like, I agree with you guys. I don't think he's saying that about Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that was a lot of the reaction that I saw on there. Um, and also I think we'll find, I don't, the way he phrased it made me think that maybe we don't find out because the episode does air Friday. So tomorrow when this episode is out today, tonight, it will air and we can see it at its entirety, the interview. And I'm not sure that it actually will reveal anything just based on how he phrased it, but, and how they clipped it, but you never know. I'd be very interested to see if, if I that hope happens. He does. You hope he can't. You really think that he would do that, though? I guess he can because he's Tom Brady. Like, anybody else doing that would be like, shut up, dude. Don't cause more problems. You can't back it up. And, like, 
Tom can. He can. Patriot so. Tom Brady wouldn't. Tampa Bay Buccaneer Tom Brady might Florida man do Tom Brady does not <laughs> yeah. give a single you-know-what. Um, look at us. Look at look us. At it's us. really hard to not say F-words. Man, I'm Seven struggling. minutes in and no cur- curse words. <laughs> Tell your kids they can listen to this podcast. No, they can't. They still can't. Um, yeah, we, we try. Um, guys, some very, very big news in the NFL this week. Some very exciting news. Um, Carl Nassib said that he is um, gay and came out and was like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm donating to the Trevor Project, and um, I don't want this to be a big thing. I want the, don't think these announcements should be a thing. I want it to be normal, um, but I want to live my truth, and he's the first active um, gay player um, in the NFL. I know people talked about Michael Sam, but he actually wasn't on a roster, so this is pretty exciting stuff for the NFL, and it was also very encouraging to see a lot of people support him publicly um, who play in the NFL, the league as well. Um, was also just really exciting for um, Pride Month to have something like this be huge, especially in a sport that has struggled in the past with, you know, being accepting and things like that. Yep. It does, It like, it's great, and at the same time, it's like, why do guys really have to do this? Why, why does their sexual orientation matter? Like, who they're attracted mm-hmm. to? It shouldn't, but it is really cool because, you know, uh, there are young kids out there who are really into football, and now they have an idol to look up to and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm gay and I can play in the NFL. It, it shouldn't be a topic, but it is. And I'm glad that he was able to come out and, like you said, live his truth. I, I hate that phrase. we got to come up with something better. But it is nice that he, <laughs> he can, can finally be himself. Just be himself. Everybody yeah, should exactly. live their truth and be themselves. It should just be fine to do that. Right, right. Yeah, but good for him to do it. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage too and to do it you know in a locker room when you're, you're full of men uh i'll guarantee you that a lot of the guys in that raiders locker room are not as cool with it as maybe they're putting on or you know even mm-hmm. uh you know Derek carr came out and was supportive that was cool john Gruden was supportive of it too and i'm sure a lot of his teammates are but also like the courage to come out when you know there are a lot of guys in that locker room that are not going to be cool with it and it sucks i do think it is going to be a little bit of a distraction for the team, but you know, that happens. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tim Tebow was a distraction with religious beliefs. We've seen a lot of other guys. It's, it's going to be very popular in the media as soon as they can interview him, get in that locker room, but hopefully they can work through it. Uh, very happy for him that he can be himself finally. Yeah, and I, I do think that his message of like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm gay. Like, I liked that he approached it that way. And I do think that we should be normalizing these things, but. You know, much like when we have, you know, we have a, a female vice president now. We have a female uh, African-American vice president now. You know, like, so, and I know when that happened, we talked about it. Whether Wherever you stand politically, you know, now young women have a role model to look to and say, oh, this is possible. I can do this. Just like we'll probably have a female NBA coach, head coach, very, very soon. Young girls can look at that and say, oh, okay. Or just like we've had female coaches in the NFL. You know, now there's a, you when you see someone else in that position, it makes you believe that you can do it. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why, like what Mello said, for you know, for boys who are gay or are bisexual but love football, that was something that was like – and there's such this stigma around like, oh, well, you know, you, you're not going to be athletic enough or tough enough. Hopefully that Carl Nassib does help, you know, break some of those stigmas and stereotypes that you can be gay or bisexual and be a you know, great athlete. Good enough to be, you know, the single season sack leader at Penn State, to be good enough to be drafted into the NFL, to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, this is a very good football player. So, I, I just, you know, I think everyone knows where I stand on this. I'm probably, 
you know, we're all very socially accepting. And so I think that's what's cool about this is that he did feel like, yeah, there's going to be some people in my locker room who don't like this. There's going to be people on social media who don't like this. But yep. to take that stand and not only so that he can be himself and live his life, but that he has to know that he is you know, shattering some glass ceilings for people. Yeah, and I also think it says a lot that his college coach, James Franklin, obviously came out and donated as well to the Trevor Project, which I think is just a huge step in the right direction. And if you are looking to go to college, you should look at coaches and what they do and how they stand up for their players, when, even after they're long gone. So I think that was a huge um, thing as well. Um, another big thing for college athletes, the Supreme Court unanimously um, voted against the NCAA and said that they violated antitrust laws when it came to payments in the form of educated-related things. Um, this is the beginning of the end, and it's very, very exciting. It is not just like, okay, now the NCAA is done and whatever. There's a lot of things that go come after this, but the biggest being the fact that like the Supreme Court basically said anything else that comes up to us that is about the NCAA, like it's going to go against the NCAA. So people are going to start to fight for more against them. Um, and it's just awesome for players all around the players involved in this specific case. Um, very, very exciting for college football, but very, very bad for the NCAA and their future and of amateurism as well. I can't wait to see how far these schools stretch what like is defined as an educational item yep. uh you know matt you and i were talking about it the other day like yeah you know i i have a degree in education and you know one of the most important things that they always taught us uh, is that a good night's sleep is the most important thing for learning so are we providing upgraded housing uh, better mattresses a sweet little apartment complex or you know if athletes are struggling to get to class can you buy them a car uh, what's that going to look like? I think it's, yeah. it could be stretched to a lot more than just, uh, here's a nice laptop. Here are some headphones for you. Uh, we'll see what, you know, a lot of these schools making a lot of money and I'm about it. I really don't care if, you know, if Alabama wants to say like, Hey, we got a kid who's struggling to get to class, buy him a car. I don't care. Hey, they're making billions of dollars off these student athletes. They should be yep. stretching it as far as they can. Yeah. I see it as, the, and Mello, like what you said to me the other day, the Supreme Court never unanimously does anything. Anything. And for them to be like, nine nothing NCAA, sorry, not yeah. doing it anymore. And I do, like, it's time. I don't even understand people's arguments against NIL. Like, what? Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never understood people, whether it's analysts, coaches, media members, w fans who are like, no, this is a terrible idea. Why? Yeah. I why, think why? it was Kavanaugh I don't had get some, it. like, really good quotes and I, I don't have them up in front of me and I don't yeah. remember them exactly but you know it's like the purity of the sport that people loved watching these guys because they just love to play the game and I think he compared it to like cooks it's like nobody's going to a local restaurant being like yeah ah, we got to keep these cooks wages low because they just love to cook and we love the purity of that mm -hmm. art so we're going to keep them low nope right. you're not doing that and you shouldn't do it in college sports either so I, I do agree uh, Paige I know you said it to bring this up but I, I think that this has set the precedent of Anything that makes it to the Supreme Court about the NCAA or getting p players paid, I think mm -hmm. it's going to pass, and probably unanimously. Well, and the one of the comments that he made was that in America, there's there's nothing else like this. Like there's it's illegal to do this in every other quote job. Like this this isn't 
how things work and how it should just because these kids are playing college football or college sports in general it should not be this way because that's not how we do it in america so why are we just like oh but this one group should actually do it differently um yeah and i i think it's very exciting i do know that like the next few months in college football are going to be probably some of the biggest because um i know at the beginning i mean in a it's two weeks away, a week away in July. It's a week away. Yeah, is when basically some of the the state, I think it's like 10 states that passed laws all go into effect and players can start making money. And that's going to start to cause a problem. Coaches that are coaching in states that don't have those things are going to be annoyed. It's going to put pressure because I think Mark Emmert put it on the presidents of universities to make and their conferences to make decisions on these things. Um and get things done, and if not, he's going to take it into his own hands, um, which, great, I'm sure that'll go well. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see how the next few months go because there's not going to be a decision before July 1st for other places. Recruiting is still, you know what I mean? Like, it's still a thing. People are still doing all of this stuff, so, and they're going to be able to be paid for it. So I'm interested to see what, like, the biggest deals are that come up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and who's going to get them? Yeah. Too. Are they going to, you know, are people going to target the young, like up and coming freshmen and sophomores? Are they going to try to get the upperclassmen that are more well known? Uh, it is, it's exciting times in college football. I think in three years that, uh, you know, college sports are going to look incredibly different. Like not just like the college football playoff, but you're going to be seeing big marketing deals from big apparel brands and, you know, Gatorades of the world. Maybe even Kool-Aid would throw some money their way. Who knows? But I, I'm excited about it. I think these guys need their money and it's long overdue. I feel like you have to go. It's like Spencer Rattler is probably the most marketable player in college football right now, as much as Mm -hmm. I don't like that as a Texas fan. I think it's true because (laughs) we've known who he was for a long time as a five-star recruit. He was on that, whatever that show was. QB1. QB1. Yeah, and he's in Oklahoma, which is a Jordan brand. You know, it's like, and it's a premier school. It's like, yeah, Alabama is the big boy in college football, but they don't have a player. Like Bryce Young, maybe eventually, but he hasn't played yet. So like, yeah. I don't feel like Alabama has a guy. Clemson doesn't. I guess DJ kind of, you know, could be there DJ as well. Ha- and he is some. His he dad has two more is years like at super, least. Yeah, and his dad is also like a really big, like out there guy. So I feel like his dad's going to be moving some deals around. But I think there are still rules in these new, like, laws that they have to like have the schools approval or like the school has some say over it or they get to oversee it. So that should be interesting as well to see what they. Schools are because I don't think that's going to stay quiet. If a guy's missing out on money because the school said no, I feel right. like that's going to get out. South Carolina is one of the states that's allowing anything right now. Alabama, I'm is. sure they're not. I Georgia can't is. It's Alabama, Florida, for, Georgia. Yeah, gosh, I think Texas, Arizona. New Mexico is the biggest right. one where they're just like, we don't care. Make as much <laughs> money as you want. It's Love New that. Mexico, right? Yep. It's New Mexico. Unless Brian Erlacher gets back there. You know, they don't, <laughs> right? They're not pumping out a lot of prospects in New Mexico. No. So, beautiful state. We'll see. Maybe state, in the next three years, though. Players are like, yeah, I can go to New Mexico and do you th- make whatever money I want. Yeah, I have a question. Do you guys think that this changes the landscape a little bit of recruiting? Or do you think the big guys still get, are still going to run supreme in recruiting? Like, let's just say, let's, maybe Mike Gundy's like, yeah, I don't want players who are, and I'm using him because I can see him saying this. He's like, yeah, I don't want players. I don't want to have to deal with this, you know? And so it's like, uh-huh. okay, well, not that Oklahoma State's a big national power, but they get good players. You know, yeah. They've got a couple right. right now. And so I think it could shift that way. You know, if Dabo's like, yeah, we're not doing this. 
Clemson might be good enough that people are like, yeah, I still want to play there, but I can make mm-hmm. fifty grand a year somewhere else. So I, yeah. that's where I could see it. If is only okay. if the coaches really get involved. Yeah, yeah. I'm I curious. I think it'll change it a little bit, but not guys. like too much. Yeah. Uh, I do think that when you get into like some recruiting like battles, that maybe that's a deciding factor. Uh, but I, I heard somebody talking about it the other day too, and comparing it to like coaches' salaries. We don't regulate how much a coach can make. Like Alabama yeah. pays Nick Saban a lot of money, and then you have these smaller schools. You know, uh, South Alabama they can't pay as much as. Uh, Nick Saban or Alabama. So they're not going to get those top coaching candidates or they're not going to be able to keep the top coaching candidates. Nobody's cared about that for years. I mean, we've been doing that the entire time. So I I do think that some players will probably make decisions based off, "Eh, yeah, the money's a little bit better here or maybe I could get a better deal here. I think it does look really good for schools like Texas, USC, Miami, these big programs that haven't been very relevant in, in the last couple of years. I think that, you know, Marketing in Southern California is going to be a pretty big boom for a lot of these players. Yeah. And hopefully in Austin, Texas. Hopefully. Hopefully. They've got the money. Tucson, Arizona? No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) But I – was it Dabo that was the one that was like, if we pay players and I'm not going to coach college football anymore? I forget who it was. I think it was. I don't want to say that it was – Yeah, I don't want to say that it was him without knowing, but I'm pretty sure because someone like that. I'm curious to see if coaches do come out and say that. Because I feel like that does work. And I feel like a school would be like, don't do that, please. Because, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like if Nick Saban would come out and be like, yeah, we're going to help. We are going to help you get paid. But I, I feel, feel like, like that's they, how Nick would be. Of like, yeah. He's going to roll with the times. He's not going to let anything get in the way exactly. of him winning championships. There's no way. Exactly. I mean, like yeah. Alabama gives the best access to NFL teams because it's recruiting. It's smart by Nick Saban to be like, let me help my players get drafted early. Because then guess what? I can use that in recruiting. Look how many first round picks I had. Like it's he's just smart. That's why he's the best to ever do it. Yeah. Um, well, very exciting for the NCAA. I'm excited for the next couple of weeks to see what happens. Um, Eli Manning is returning in a fan engagement role for the Giants. I saw a little tweet about this and I'm just curious what your guys' take is on this. Because I I mean I don't see him as a big like fan engagement guy because fans made fun of him. But post career, he has been really funny on social media, so I like sort of get it. But do you think we see more of this around the league where people bring in guys that like are memeable and basically use it to their advantage socially? I think this was a way to get him in the door of like some kind of management role. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, and it, it surprised me too, uh, Paige, for the same reasons. Like. A lot of people made fun of him. And I know yeah. that like people will be like, oh, he was so good on like Saturday Night Live or what those little ESPN commercials, he's whatever he's done. Like I get that. But he also just didn't come off to me as a guy that like liked being in front of the camera and didn't want to do these events. So I don't, it was a little bit surprising for me to see him take on that role. But I do think this is just this is getting him in the building. This is his foot in the door and then finding him more and more roles to where he probably just eventually takes over and runs the team. I think that'd be cool. I always really liked cool. Eli Manning. I feel like he's underappreciated. Yeah, he you know, is. Like he is funny, and he was he did win two mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Like, mm-hmm. but I also think that he like Peyton he's really good at making fun of himself. So if that if it's that type of fan engagement, cool. I can't see him like grabbing a T-shirt cannon and shooting some, you know, <laughs> oh my god, extra large free T-shirts into the stands at halftime. But like maybe he would. That'd be kind of cool too. That'd be so I funny. Just, it tells you how slow of a week it's been that we're talking about it. Though. About this. <laughs> There's just nothing yeah. else going on. It goes right? to show you. So, 
Well, and it was like right? such a big time. To- everyone was talking about it. But also, I think the Manning family is just so good at marketing themselves. Mm. And we've talked about a Manning in back to back shows. Really? We talked about Arch last week. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I was going to say so Cooper does like soup with Coop, which is freaking hilarious like i think it's so funny it's just like him eating soup talking to people and like that concept sounds like kind of gross but it's actually really funny it does i made a face so yeah so i encourage you to watch it because it's actually pretty funny but yeah no i thought it was just interesting that that happened and i think that fans will be excited about it um even if they did make fun of him because i feel like they think it's going to be an opportunity if he's engaging with fans to Right. Make fun of him more. So I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's kind of fun for football. I like seeing football loosen up a little bit and and let this kind of stuff happen in terms of social stuff. It'll be and really of course, crazy. it's a Manning that's like the trailblazer of it all. <laughs> the first family of right. football. They are a really good like business family. Like as much they as they're are. great football players, like they business wise, like that family has done a very good job of marketing and continuing. Like the seamless transition from like well. I guess he was still a player when he was doing commercials, but like player to commercial and acting and not going straight to a booth, like just very, very well done on the Manning side. Mm-hmm. So if they want to be my business managers, please let me know. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, I'd probably let them. Yeah, I would just agent? be a part. Yeah. Cool. Just be a part of that family. Another right. slow week topic that we have to talk about is the tight end you summit, because I remember when it started and it's Greg Olson, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, like basically saying we're going to, like, make a group for tight ends around the league. I think players who have played, players who do play. And they are having a summit this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, which, by the way, I wish someone would have given me a heads up that, you know, a bunch of tight ends were going to be in Nashville, you Tennessee gotta, for a weekend. That in, I guess. sounds like a place that I would want to be. But um, <laughs> it, it does. Um, are you but, very interested in the tight end position? Is learning um, more about route yes. running and – run blocking blocking yes yes the yes specifically the blocking part and if yeah you guys get it but um i'm curious what you guys think of this and if you think it's just a ploy to to make more money and and i mean they are giving to charity which is great but do you think that like i mean i don't think there's going to be like a wide receiver you when we start to see this happen with a bunch but those personalities specifically in the tight end position they have a day now there's like tight end day or whatever Mm-hmm. Do you guys see this happening more and more with players being able to control their own brand and sort of making new things? And also, what would you do at a tight end summit? Yeah, I, I think they're just kind of going <clears throat> over like tricks of the trade and yeah. brainstorming. You, mm-hmm. you know, you see this with like pass rushers all the time. They'll be like, oh, here's my move. You'll see them working with each other after the yeah. game. Like, this is where my hand placement is. This is how I do that. So I think it'll be a lot of that. They're just picking each other's brain. Uh, it, it's it's interesting though to like I don't know I guess they're trying to grow the whole brand of the position. Yeah, I do think that it, it probably started as like a maybe a joke. I don't know. I don't remember how it started, but maybe like oh we're gonna start this thing and then it like actually grew into something. So I would bet they're just kind of figuring it out as they go. Go like, right. Okay, we have like well, I think it's like what Launch forty tight ends or whatever uh, yeah. meeting up together. So I I don't know I don't know what the grand scheme of this is, but. Uh, it's fun. You know, a lot of yeah. good personalities. I did see the Atlanta Falcons tweeted out, uh, what was it, past, present, and future of the greatest tight ends. And it had Pitts, Kelsey, and Greg Olson in there. I like that one. That is cool. And I think anytime you have something that's being run by George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, you're probably winging it more than yeah. anything. But, <laughs> yeah. I, and I it's mean, fun. like you said, Melo, 
you know, the O-line group does this with Duke Mannyweather and Jeff Schwartz that Von Miller does a pass rush summit. So mm-hmm. I think it is cool that these position groups get together and say like, hey, let's try to elevate all of our, our game because yeah. we're not competing against yeah. each other. Let's work on things together. And, you know, to have an athlete like Darren Waller there who can grab Kyle Pitts and like, let me help you with this transition a little bit because I think it might be for some marketing purposes, but I also think just that camaraderie in that group of let's take this position to to new heights because they Mm -hmm. are incredibly valuable, incredibly important. And so, like, that part of it is cool to me. I'm very jealous that I'm not there because I imagine many, many beers will be consumed uh, in Nashville this weekend. Also, guys – Honey Fire Barbecue. I just want to tell you, oh, yeah. Honey Fire Barbecue. I'm probably actually. I need to tweet the tight end you account and let them know. Go to Honey Fire Barbecue and I get the sausage, get the wings. Just trust <laughs> right. me, and the banana pudding. Do you think other Ooh, groups will try this? Do you think we'll see like a quarterback you? I can't imagine we would with receivers. There's just too well, many. There of used them. to be Melo. Do you remember there used to be the quarterback club thing? Can you remember? I remember it from like Madden. (laughs) So, yeah, it was like, I don't know that it was ever like this where they did like a summit and got together. I don't know. Quarterbacks, it feels like there you actually kind of are competing against each other because you so much, the game really rides on what you do. So, I can't necessarily see Tom Brady wanting to grab Kyler Murray and be like, also, their games are just very different. But Mm -hmm. I can't see him be like, hey, let me help you. You And they barely mentor their own. Their own teammates. Right, teammates. Like, yeah. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers at a QBU camp? Yeah, He'd talking be like Patrick in the Mahomes. playing his guitar. Like, he doesn't want to help anybody. Oh my God, he, he would play his he guitar. He would have Jordan Love, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I don't think that one's going to happen. No, I no, have I don't seen think the great Patrick but... Mahomes. He's been working with Shane Bouchelle, who is a member of like the practice squad with the Chiefs, and also Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, like, I did like, see that. You should have just went to Texas. I <sighs> solve all my problems. That's like my one thing that I hate about the world is that Pat Mahomes went to Texas Tech. Don't That's the one thing put you him hate. safety in the recruiting <laughs> camp when he went to Texas. They're like, oh, go over with the DBs. And he's like, I'm a quarterback. Not here, you're not. Yeah. So there we Aww, go. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it, guys? It does hurt. Yeah, yeah you know what? I'm I'm pretty okay with it now. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, it's the worst thing in my life. Two minutes later, he's yeah. like, I'm okay that it's totally fine. I'm over it. At least he ended point. up on your team eventually. So right? yeah, that's well, true. I, I kind of followed him. I'm, I'm a bandwagoner. I I have no problem admitting that. Hey, that's big. I respect it. That is huge. All right, guys. Well, we are going to take a quick break to make some money, and then come back and do some Madden rankings for the top five quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. I was like, they're rookies. You got to say that. <laughs> Because your top if, five quarterbacks are all rookies this year. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, guys, we are going to rank the top five rookie quarterbacks based on what we think they would be scored in Madden. Is that how you guys did it? Yeah, that's how I did it. Those were the directions you gave us. Those were, (laughs) yeah, you're like, you made the rules, Paige, so this Uh, is what's happening. And guess what? I'm going to change up the rules, and I'm going to go first this time. Oh, okay. I thought you were changing the whole ranking, like, right here. No. Oh, by the way, I made you guys redo your rankings in the middle of the show. No, I'm actually just going to go first this time. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to do this. And I've also, my coffee is officially kicked in, so that's why I sound, like, kind of crazy. And Matt's face is back to normal, so we're... we're Yeah, I can feel that. Full full steam ahead here. Um, All right. How's the inside of your cheek? Can you feel that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yep. I did it too. Oh my God. I hate you. Hello. (laughs) Anyways, guys, focus. Um, So my rankings, I went a little bit in a different direction just because I think this is going to be based on Madden things and seeing how quarterbacks were ranked in Madden. I chose Justin Fields as my first overall ranking in quarterbacks. And I know Matt's going to very, very much disagree, but I think in terms of what they rank them on, that um, he will rank a little higher than Trevor Lawrence, but not by much. Or the same score. Like, I think him and Trevor Lawrence could have the same score. So we will see. He's going to give your – do all five, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, that gives away my second one. My second one is Trevor Lawrence. That's who I would pick next. And then after that, I'm picking our guy, Trey Lance. I hope he plays this year. I think think there was a report that the quarterback battle is getting closer to being actual battle. But – I mean, who knows these days? But the the Niners don't leak, so you wouldn't know if it was a battle. Um, right. I just <laughs> I was just waiting for someone to roll their eyes. Um, and then after Trey Lance, I picked Zach Wilson. And I know Matt's looking. He's like, I can't believe you have him that far down. And <laughs> I, I, I'm maybe, just actually looking over here at my notes. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> I I just I don't know. And I didn't I look I didn't grapple with whether or not he should be in front or behind Mac Jones because I think he is athletic. But based on what I saw in college, I know it's going to be different and I know potential, all of these things, but I think he's going to be ranked fourth on the list. And then, sorry, Mac Jones, I picked you as fifth, which I think is our only consensus. <laughs> it is. So, I was looking at that. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to give Mello a lot more time to talk about this. I listed them in the order that they were drafted because I think Madden will put a lot of emphasis on that. And so I went Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I do think draft order matters. And like the, the other NFL thing that draft I scout in, thinks that draft order matters. That's so right, strange. It's, it's a weird concept. Um, the other thing is I do think that – I don't know if you guys remember. I'm the one who reported it. was that a lot of teams had Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. So, like, yeah. I do think that, that Zach will get a bump from that. And even if we – it might be a fun article or something to actually just predict what their ratings would be. But I, I think Zach's going to get an arm strength bump. Like, it's going to be big. So, but yeah, Well, you didn't you – wasn't did it, it Trey Lance that you said was like Lamar Jackson? So, is that going to give him a bump? Cause well, Lamar's... more so in, like, how he needed to be developed, not how he plays. Yeah. 
That's fair. I think he's a more athletic Dak Prescott is the type of player he could be. Yeah. But based on, like, what they rank quarterbacks on, that's, too, like, a big part of it as well. Because I saw Lamar was, like, higher than, I think, Josh Allen or something in quarterback ranking in Madden. But I think if you were going to pick a quarterback right now that's been playing well, like, you would pick Josh over Lamar right now at this moment. So that's sort of why these – yeah, so that's why these rankings are based on Madden. So please remember that. We need to make sure that yeah. uh, Producer Matt puts that in the graphics so that we do not get right? absolutely obliterated yeah. um, by the internet for people who don't read things. from the draft. Yeah, exactly. real. All right, Melo, uh, your turn. So I went different on mine than you guys, obviously. But I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be one. Uh, last year I was looking at the rankings for what they had. Joe Burrow was a 76 to start the season. I think we see Trevor Lawrence – uh, higher than that. I think we see him like a 78, 79. I, I just, I think that's what Madden's going to do with it. And next I'm going to go Trey Lance. I think the athletic ability, the arm talent, uh, being drafted number three overall, I, I think that'll play into it a little bit, but I, I do think that they'll have him the second highest rated quarterback. Then I have Justin Fields. Then I have Wilson and sadly, uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I don't know if he's going to break 70. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. You think he's between like last year. 68 and 70 maybe? I don't know if he's that nice. <laughs> he might be like 66. Uh, I was looking at last year's though. Joe Burrow was a 76. Tua was a 73. Jordan Love was a 71. He was the third highest ranked quarterback. Justin Herbert was a 70. And then Jalen Hurts was a mean. 68. So I, I think that I think they'll look so at it low. and kind of do their own thing. I can't yeah, wait I, to see what they change Justin Herberts to. Oh, he's yeah, he's gonna be. Oh up yeah, he's eighty five, eighty six, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, even though Justin Herbert was the third quarterback taken, he was the fourth highest rated quarterback, and that's why I think like a guy like Justin Fields can oh. be ranked oh. pretty high. Mello did research. He debunked yeah, you. Oh, Look at him! Wow. Sorry. I'm in the game. Yeah. To keep going with the quarterbacks from last year, it wasn't as great of a quarterback class. Jacob Eason was a 63, and Jake Fromm was a 62. Um, I would think that, Sorry, that's funny. Uh, shoot, Mac Jones would probably be in the 60s somewhere, like I said, uh, and then every other quarterback would be in the 70s. I'd put Zach Wilson at like a 70, Justin Fields at like a 72, 73, and then Trey Lance like a 74. What There's did they rank Madden's Joe Burrow? 80. Joe Burrow was a 76, which is pretty high for a rookie quarterback, if I really remember right. I mean, I don't like play it. the game, yeah. so I have no idea. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm curious if they'll give Trevor Lawrence a really high score to start, like a higher score. What's the high? I yeah. mean, you guys probably don't know this off the top of your head, but the highest like a rookie well, and they change it. Given. Yeah, they right. change the rankings a lot too. Because and uh, I think last year they changed it, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to score rookies a little bit lower." Because yeah. I remember years past where it'd be like you'd have a rookie quarterback, and he'd be like an eighty-four or an eighty-five, but then they they change it every year. So I don't even think you can compare it historically. Do you think people care about Madden when the new NCAA football game comes out? Just out of curiosity. Uh, uh, if you can import the draft will. class, they will. <laughs> well, that'd be a big deal. Yeah, Madden's that done a good job. You can create draft classes on there, but I, yeah. people will buy both. As a guy who's played both games when they were like both out, you're gonna buy both. You're gonna get Madden for the NFL and the franchise mode, and you're gonna buy the college game for the recruiting aspect of it and running the triple option with Navy and stuff like that. Can't wait. I think when the NCAA game comes back, it's gonna be one of the highest selling games, games ever. ever. Like it's, oh, 
yep. it's going to be harder to get than a PlayStation 5. Like, they're yeah. going to sell out of that thing so fast. The person that is on the cover of that, like, whoo. I mean, because well, that, that's going to be part of paid. the money-making. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, like, like that's going to be a huge deal. Because, like, I mean, being on the cover of that is going to be a big deal going forward because you're obviously going to get paid yep. for it. But it's going to be a huge deal for the first one because it's just the first one back. And I've never actually it, played the game, so I... And maybe I'll play well, video next games. Next time then. you're in Jomo, I'll kick your ass yeah. at NCAA. I wonder 14. if they will go with active college players because it was yeah. always past I so. college. You know, so like if there was a game coming out right now, like Trevor Lawrence would probably be on the cover. Yeah. Right. Right. So like that would be yeah. the. So like, is it Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell? You know, like I think. I don't think either the, of them will be in college anymore. It'll probably be right, like. By the time the game comes out, right? Yeah. One of these freshman quarterbacks. There's some good guys at Ohio State. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That could be interesting. Because also, like, yeah, I feel like you would, you would, people would do like the Madden cover curse. It basically be like, oh no, this is going to be the curse. And if someone's bad, and like, as someone who like rooted for a quarterback in Khalil Tate, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and then had the worst year ever, it was like Heisman. And then it was like <laughs> terrible. Like, God, I, I don't know that. Him. I think coaches would be really, really concerned about those players, but. Who knows? We will see. But guys, it's, I think that is what's that guy's name? Sorry, oh, the the quarterback that's committed to Ohio State, Quinn Ewers, or I don't know how to say yeah. his name. I'm yeah. gonna say him or Arch Manning will be the first college athlete. Uh, Arch covered. Manning yeah. being on yeah, there yeah, would yeah, just Arch be yep. prime. Not right. that he needs the money and is worried about making money, no, but but he'll get it. <laughs> but he's gonna get it. Unfortunately, that's gonna happen. I mean, maybe fortunately. They're we they're a nice family, and also again, if they want to be our business managers, they totally can. Um. Anyway, that is our show. Um, guys, next week, Matt and Mel, well, this week, I guess, Matt and Mel are going on vacation with their family. So cute. We'd love to see all the pictures. Please send them. Um, but I'm going to do a Q&A by myself next week. So anything you want to know about anything, I will answer, maybe. Can we and, ask questions? I was going to yeah. say, I want to ask some questions. You can submit questions, for sure. Should I tweet them using hashtag two guys or... Paging two paging guys. two guys. Yeah, we should have it be paging okay. two guys. Um, we'll tweet it out this week, and you guys can ask questions that are specifically just for me. And yeah, maybe I'll have a special guest host it with me. Maybe I'll just do it by myself. Who knows? We will see. Um, we're we're sort of like uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. We're just winging it, so we, we will see. <laughs>